Welcome to the Nerd Culture is Dead podcast. I'm your host and thoroughly a nerd, Zach. Today's topic will be horror movies. And to help me discuss this topic, today's guests will be Jen at Nerd Culture is Dead and Todd, who is an author, comedian, and overall really cool guy. So let's go ahead and just cut this cadaver right open and talk about our favorite horror movies right off the bat, just to really go at it. Todd, favorite horror movie. Go. Uh, you know, there, there's so many different genres of horror films. Uh, I think my favorite is is an older movie, because a lot of people, I feel like, will say The Exorcist, and that's a solid horror film. Uh, I love this movie called The Changeling. The Changeling. Never heard of it. It's with George C. Scott. And the reason I like it is because it is not a... There are no jump scares in this movie. It is genuinely a creepy movie. And the ghost isn't even evil in it, but just the atmosphere of the movie. The the general... There are parts of that movie that when I think about, they give me chills. Uh, because it's so kind of creepy. Uh, so yeah, I would say The Changeling. Check it out. It's an 80s movie. Jen, do you have a favorite horror movie? I know I you're not invested. I, I get scared of everything. If I had to go on the spot with not really doing scary, I would maybe, I guess, go out of the box and say, like, Sweeney Todd. That's... The musical? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I dated a girl, and, you know, you have these conversations, and I said, what's your favorite scary movie? And she said, Jumanji. <laughs> I, I could see someone being afraid of Jumanji. <laughs> Like uh, no, I mean okay. if they're really old, she so, nope, she wasn't. Oh no. So let's let's go. So for like legit movie, maybe Killer Clowns from Outer Space, because that's the one scary movie I know I've actually seen all the way through, and it is genuinely pretty scary. Part of a big reason I'm not super fond of clowns. But they were alien clowns, therefore better. Clowns. Yeah, you can shoot them in the nose. I mean, I could shoot a regular clown in the nose, too. No, but then you go to jail. Yeah, that's murder. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, what about you? What's your favorite? Uh, easily John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, that's a good one. Do you see the uh, the prequel? The 2011 prequel? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I did. I just like that there, that there was some thought put into it. Yeah, they, they tied the everything together yeah. really well. They just... The whole thing that made the thing good in the first place was the practical effects. Right. And straying away from that to do CGI that was not even good CGI just kind of ruined that whole movie for everyone. But, you know, like, if you want to talk about, like, horror and just scenes from horror, I mean, tension is a really big part of horror. And that scene where they're testing people's blood is a very tense scene. Well, the cinematography there where... You're getting comfortable throughout right. the whole scene where they're zooming in on McCready's face to say, oh, no, is he bad? Yeah. Zooms back out. No, he's not. Does the same thing over and over again three times until it changes on you. Right. Where it zooms on McCready's face, goes to the Petri dish, and it doesn't zoom back out. Yeah. It then jump scares you and shows you. Oh, no, that's the bad blood. And you know, that's a the jump scare is a great tool and like any tool it can be overused mm -hmm. to where it no longer has any effect and i feel like that happens a lot particularly more modern movies especially with the ghost subgenre yeah they just want to do a jump scare after paranormal activity kind of went off the rails there you know what you know what it's like the when the jump scare is overused that's like when you're making love to someone 
and you pinch them and they say, ow, that doesn't mean you have a big dick. <laughs> that just that just means you used a different tool to make the, to get the reaction you thought you wanted. You know what it is? It's like eating candy corn, right? <clears throat> yeah. You can always eat too much candy corn. You don't know when you've done it. But when you do, you know you've ate too much candy no, corn because it tastes disgusting. It's the first bite. That's when you know you've eaten too much candy uh, no, corn. I, once a year, I can do it. Yeah, no, you guys are both crazy. Once a year. And I, it'll only be once a year. And it's usually just like one bag and then I'm good. Yeah, for no. me, sometimes it's half a bag. Sometimes no, I get the like weird like Starburst flavored candy corn. Oh, yeah. Somehow delicious. Unrelated note, one time in elementary school for Halloween, we had like a guess how many candy corn is in this jar i guess the number exactly i won the whole jar and i hate candy corn so i was like fuck am i supposed to do with this they actually Eat punished you yeah how uh, dare you be good at math i know i i think the the jump scare um when it's done right is so so good um there have you seen the exorcist yes i have <clears throat> and have you i don't scary I try not to. You should. I, I you should watch The it. Exorcist just for its cultural significance. I, that's that's. I, I've been the trying standard, to get like, her to watch horror movies. Demon yeah. situation. I, I will say, The Exorcist. Like watching it now, there's a whole probably twenty minutes of that movie at the beginning that could be cut out. Like where they're in the desert, the archaeology stuff. It has no real bearing to the rest of the story. And it kind of like it'd probably drags. be better off without it. I, I think it would be better without it. But the um, the Exorcist two is an absolute garbage movie. Cash grab. It's so bad. But the Exorcist three with George C. Scott, who was also in the Changeling, um, is a very good movie. Uh, better than it has any right to be. And what's what's I was a kid. I was like four years old when my dad let me watch The Exorcist. That and is such a Mm. <laughs> well, it's good parenting it's fine but but here's Explain what that so did much. what that did for me is when something scary was on the screen my brain understood the process of a movie so when i'm seeing this scary thing happen and there's only two people in this room and that's what makes it so scary my brain reminded me no there's a camera in there and there are about 50 other people standing around okay yeah but what about the ring the there are about 70 other people standing around. <laughs> um, but the the Exorcist 3, my dad actually picked me up from school early to go see that in the theater. Now, when I was like a kid, the movie theaters were not these stadium seating things that they are today. Um, in fact, the... the God, the, I sound so old now. Mm -hmm. with the, but the, uh, the movie theater seats themselves were wood with the padding on them. And... Um, I remember we were sitting in the back of the theater. Remember, I'm a child. My dad picked me up from school early to see this in the theater. And I'm sitting there with my feet propped up on the back of the chair in front of me. Mm -hmm. And there is a jump scare in that movie that still to this day, I will say, is probably one of the best jump scares in any movie history uh, or in all of movie history. And... When this moment, and if you've seen The Exorcist 3, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a scene in a hospital that I'm not going to spoil, but, uh, and I have seen it on lists of like, like top scary stuff. movie moment, like mm -hmm. those, those, uh, YouTube, um, what's that channel that does I all those? Like, 
I, I know like Watch Mojo. About. Watch yeah. Mojo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it might have actually been a Watch mm-hmm. Mojo list. Probably. This moment happened in the movie theater. It's the first time that I ever had that hot adrenaline rush shoot through my body, and my legs straightened, and I cracked that seat in front of me open. And I, I just remember going, oh, oh my god! It involves a hallway. I, I went to my dad's house. Uh, that night, and I remember my dad fell asleep on the couch while we were watching TV, and I had to go to the bathroom, and I looked down the hall of my dad's house. Oh, no. And all I could think about was that scene, and I'm like, no, I would rather piss my pants <laughs> than walk down there. Well, that's the kind of a telltale mark of a good horror movie, is when after the movie's done, the lights are out in your it sticks house. sticks with you. That's the thing that gets me going. I, I have to, I'm like, give me an hour with some <clears throat> cartoons so that I can actually maybe go to bed. Oh, I, you know what? Like, I, when I was a kid and I would watch something scary, I, it never it was like a, I love scary, but it was never like a bad thing. But I would, I would definitely like go, hey, look, 24 hour golf is on the next channel. Like, <laughs> that's daytime. Um, my, my wife does not like scary movies. And she's a makeup artist, so she does uh, like visual effects, like like gore makeup. And um, she saw The Exorcist three, and it was one of those. We had a bonding moment over that scene in particular that it scared the shit out of her as well. Uh, ah, can't, I can't recommend that movie enough. Oh, it looks like we're gonna have to go on an Exorcist movie marathon here. Oh, no. And you don't you don't have to know the first movie. It involves the first movie. It's probably just character names, not it's, plot relevance. It, there, it's really the priest from the first movie. Like, what happened at the end of the first movie, as long as you know what that is, you can jump into this Exorcist 3. Okay. Do you Yay. have, a, do you have like a favorite scary movie um, experience? Like, not just the movie itself, but the experience surrounding? I have no idea what the movie is. And I talked to my dad. It was something I watched, like... In the background, like, I must have been passing by when my dad was watching a movie in the living room. I have no idea what it was. I've, I've talked to him about it. He has no idea what it is. Was it, like, a porn that he made himself? No, I, I mean, it's possible, <laughs> I guess. But it was it was some... Some of the porn is so weird. Like, it was some dark, like, fairy tale movie. And I walked in on a part, and it was, like, a horse was eating a human being... And it was filmed from like inside of the horse. That's, that's all I remember. That's fucked up. I don't know what it it's is. Inside and it was of the horse. Terrifying. Hold on. While you're talking. And I could be making it up. My dad thinks I'm making it you up. You had some sort of fever I don't dream? I think I'm making it up. Man, Jen, like if this is what you're dreaming about, I'm a, I'm a little scared. <laughs> there, was, there was this also, it was like, I think it was Truth or Dare. It was some newer, shitty, scary movie where... The one on Netflix? Sure, I don't know. Um, and... The Brothers Grimm. I mean, I that s- sounds like it could be it. That was this about you? Right. you mean, was this... What? I'm, Am I in a movie? <laughs> no, I... So, I've, I've looked, I looked up the question. Uh, I looked up horse-eating-man horror film. And this is the first thing. I saw my dad watching this when I was a kid, and I was never really able to identify it later on. <laughs> At the time, it scared the crap out of me and my little kid brain. But now that I'm older, I want to find out what he was watching, because how weird the scene was. From what I can remember, this man in what looked like horse stables, 
and this was nighttime, and there was this weird-looking horse creature thing there with him, and its mouth jaws open super wide, like way beyond possible, and it devours the guy. That's pretty much all I remember because I ran into my room and cried. Okay, I don't remember posting that. I'm kind of hoping it's not me because it verifies the fact that I'm not crazy making this up. Now I want to find out who the person was that posted this. Um, but it, the answer is uh, Brothers Grimm, oh, a boy being eaten by a horse. Yeah. I, I, There's a clip. Real. You want me to play the clip for you so you can I mean, relive that moment? No. Well, we'll do that later after the show. <laughs> I, I really want to find out if oh this is you. God. Did you ever post this question online? I, I, I don't know. Maybe. How wild would that be? 12 the, years later, just not knowing what the hell you posted online. Oh, that's so funny. It's it's It sounds like something I would say, but I don't remember doing it. The question was asked March 28th, 2019. Oh, I doubt. Eh. Are you are you username Crazy Lace anywhere? No. Oh, well, you know, you have a, you, you you have have a, a special friend. friend somewhere. Woo! Thank you, Crazy Lace. <laughs> I'm not insane. Take that, Dad. <laughs> I, I had the weirdest experience with a uh, particular horror movie called Gerald's Game. <clears throat> right. That's well, in Netflix, right? It, it is on Netflix, yeah. But it was a Stephen King novel to begin with that I read back in high school. And I, I had the weirdest interaction with that book where it, it's a uh, couple whose marriage is failing. In order to spice up their life, they want to try some kinky shit. And as you a, do? As a Stephen King book does, everything happens to go wrong. Right. It, it gets very dark and sexual and existential where the entire plot is done through one character after the first 10 minutes. Now, isn't the, the general idea he handcuffs her to the bed and then he dies? Correct. Um, the whole it, it gets really rapey, but she gets handcuffed to the bed with actual police handcuffs. He borrowed them from his friend and... She's apprehensive about the idea, but willing to try. And when she gets uncomfortable, he continues. And Ugh. she kicks him in the chest and oh, knocks so him she, off the bed. She murdered him. He has a heart attack you after guys, being kicked off the bed, and he dies and right this, there on the ground. This is why you need a safe word. Safe words don't help you when you're Yeah, you're being dead. raped. <laughs> you're being raped, and you're in the middle of a subway going, Pineapple! Pineapple! <laughs> but it, it gets way darker from there where she's strapped to this bed for days yeah and i remember reading this back in high school and getting so turned on that no literally i was like you know what this is why i like bdsm now yeah i, I you know i gotta so wear much. some sort of like a chest plate just in case you get kicked mm -hmm. so did you but did you like the movie absolutely loved it it was so well done just the way they handled the perspective of it being one character for an hour and 20 minutes right was really well done and from reading the book, I appreciated it more. But when I watched it, we watched it in the college lounge. Yeah. It was like 40 of us watching it. I was the only fucker who liked it. Was it, was it all dudes? No, it was a pretty good mix. Okay. I was going to say, that, that'd be real weird. Because there's one dude in that crowd who's like, yeah. And everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like hey, that's a, that's a rape, bro. <laughs> nah. No, 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 no. She said yes at one point. It's fine. Um, the, the original... Paranormal Activity. Oh, boy. Like, the original one was made for $10,000. And I remember reading um, all these articles. It was, like, a video game developer who 
got $10,000 and most of that budget for that movie was spent on the camera itself. And uh, they so they filmed this movie. It, it plays at this festival called Slam Dance, which is like a low budget film festival. And it kills. Like it, it people love it. And I, I'm reading all these stories about it. And this is like not too long ago. It's still around the time that I was like, I bet I can find a copy of this online. No, no way. You can't find a copy of it anywhere. Um, Paramount bought it from the film festival with their original plan was to remake it. Yeah, Paranormal Activity 2009. And uh, so that was not, it was actually a while ago. Um, It's hard to think 2009 was a while ago. they, They wanted to remake it. And again, I'm reading all of this stuff, like I'm following this movie online. It's definitely not mainstream. Steven Spielberg watches it and then tells the people at Paramount, don't remake it. You'll ruin it. If you put more money into it, you'll ruin it. Well, the whole thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's just a camera in a haunted house, basically, right? Like that's the whole movie? Right. So they decided that they were going to do test cities because they didn't know if they wanted to do a wider release. So Orlando was one of the test cities. So I signed up immediately because I was like, I want to see this movie. And they were showing it out at Universal. That was the the theater. And when I went there, it, this this tells you a lot. This This shows you how an experience can be influenced by... <coughs> by everything else other than the movie itself. So when I was there, it was a completely sold out theater. And not only was it sold out, but it was sold out by people like me who, because there were no commercials for this. There were no, you literally had to know about it online. Mm -hmm. I went to the screening. It was assigned seating. I was in the very back of the theater. Like that's where my seat ended up being right under the projector. And have you, you've seen it? No. But you've seen it. So it is a very slow burn movie. It's very slow. Um, But there is one shot that they set you up with early on in the movie, and it's the couple laying in bed. Mm -hmm. So they show you this shot. Even when nothing happens, you see that shot. But eventually, as the movie goes on, every time you see that shot, something bad is going to happen. Well, by the end of the movie, and mind you, I'm at the very back of the theater. Like, looking down, I can see everyone's heads in the entire theater. Every time that shot would come on the screen, I would see everyone in the audience simultaneously adjust themselves in their seat. That was a fantastic movie experience. Then, uh, like, a couple months later, it did get its big theatrical release. I told all my friends, you guys, this movie is amazing, let's go. We go to another theater, completely sold out, but... Everyone who's there is drunk or, like, rowdy. Mm-hmm. It was a very different movie experience. In fact, even when I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's not giving me the same chills that mm-hmm. the first one did. But then I had my friends who saw it who were just kind of like, yeah, it was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. The next day said, when I was laying in bed, all I could think about was that shot of the couple laying in bed. And that that kind of shows you that it still was able to affect people. But then you get into the problem of sequels kind of ruining things. Yeah, that's a big horror movie thing there where they make 12 sequels and it just completely kills the franchise. Yeah, well, because there's that greed of, 
this made us imagine imagine a movie that was ten thousand dollars to make but made let's see like what 60 million <laughs> let's see you think 60 do you have a, a guess paranormal activity 193 million dollars that's more than I make in a year. That's more than I make ever. <laughs> <laughs> the return um, on that investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... And the, the movie executives are like, yeah, we gotta get that money again. Mm-hmm. We gotta get more of that. Yeah, here, here's another $10,000. Strike gold twice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jeepers Creepers. Have you guys seen that movie? No. Jeepers Creepers, filmed in Central Florida. I went to this theater, you know, support local sort of thing. I hated it. I thought it was such a, it was just a bad movie and I hated it so much. I hated it more when I got home and I was laying in bed and I thought someone gave them money for that. <laughs> Somebody and then, pitched it. <clears throat> and then they made a sequel and the sequel made even more money. And the sequel did that thing where it was like, it breaks the rules of what the original sets, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, this thing can only come back every 23 years. Well, the sequel is only a few years later, and it's back. And it's like Nightmare on Elm Street, which is, I love Freddy. He's like my favorite of the the slashers. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the number one rule? Freddy can attack you when you're sleeping. So what is Freddy 2, Freddy's Revenge, Nightmare on Elm Street 2? What's the first thing that happens? He's killing people in the real world. So it's like, oh, he possessed some kid, and he's slaughtering people at a party. And it's like, oh, you, you broke your rule. And then they went back to it in later sequels, but... But the sequel already happened. Yeah. You You're can't, you can't take it back. Well, it's like saying, don't get, you know, don't feed the gremlins after midnight. The next, you know, only feed them after midnight kind of bullshit where it's just entirely... Right. Well, yeah. who's midnight? What if I'm on a plane with these mm-hmm. gremlins and we're passing uh, the time zones? <laughs> like, does that... Does that, or, you know, if... The gremlins are why the time zone lines are as fucked up as they right. are. Right. <laughs> or, or if it's, uh, uh, all right, well, you can't get them wet. Well, what's their blood? Is their blood wet? Or if I cut one open, is this powder going to come out? I, I love gremlins, though, too. Or how I, wet I, do they I have cried at the end of gremlins. Did you hear they're making a third one? I did not. Well, potentially. I cried at the end of the first one when they had to give Gizmo back. I was so sad. Yeah. He's but then in you. Gremlins 2, you got to see a gremlin with boobies. Yeah, I thought you did. Um, yeah, that, so that was, that was my like favorite movie-going experience. But it had nothing to do with the movie itself. It was just the mindset that I was in, and not just me, but the audience around me. Mm-hmm. I, I will say to the movie theater experience, this is something that pisses me off is when, during the new Marvel movies, when everybody cheers every 10 fucking seconds. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Like, when it's the big Avengers movie, sure, yell, it's cool. But I I hate it when every time the hero wins, everybody fucking screams and claps and yells. You know... know That I hate. You know what makes it so much worse? Is I've realized now, at 25, I'm considered old. Because there is some 17-year-old kid next to me and he's purposely doing the loud annoying cheer to make fun of everyone else Mm -hmm. and he's making everything else worse that's awful i've never in my entire life wanted to punch a child in the face more than that very moment but you like what you're saying is like not to get off topic of horror but just all movies in general Mm -hmm. like 
if the pandemic has taught me anything, I would rather watch a movie in 100%. the house. 100%. I would so much rather watch a movie in the house. Like I, HBO Max is amazing. Yeah, my, my TV has better resolution than most movie theater screens mm-hmm. that I'll go to. I have surround sound. Uh, like I And I can pause it if I have to pee. Mm-hmm. Or if I want to go get another drink or whatever, or I can, can stop turn, it. You can turn the lights off to create an ambiance for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my I, my TV is seventy five inches. It's four K, and my sound system is pretty good. Like it's it's a good. We have speakers that are built into our ceiling, and mm-hmm. you know it's. Yeah, I would much rather recline in my on my own couch with my dogs and and watch a movie and not have to deal with that mm-hmm. or an I, uncomfortable springy chair. Right, or I I remember God, it was one of the Jurassic Park movies. I went to one of those midnight showings and there was a baby in the theater like a stroller with a baby in it and they're just crying the whole fucking because, time because it's loud yeah a just, loud t-rex roars and then this kid and i starts crying and my thought is what did you think was gonna happen mm-hmm. what what an intelligible parent there but like that's something that you kind of ha- have to deal with and then the you know the movie theaters struggle and they're like we don't know why and it's like well because it's a shitty environment like they, I know there was a theater that experimented with a, um, like a room in the back of the theater with a glass wall so that mm. parents could take kids in there and watch it and it wouldn't disrupt the rest of the theater. Huh. And, uh, oh, what's that? Cinemark? Cinemark. Cinemax? No, Cinemark no? Theater. Okay. If you were a member of their like rewards program, they had one per theater, but there was like a little pager, like a button. That if there was something going on, like the projector had an issue, mm-hmm. or you have a drunk person like running up and down the stairs, mm-hmm. you push that button and someone would come in. Mm-hmm. Like that was cool. Yeah, I tell you what, I've never been more uncomfortable in my life than when I had to walk into the lobby of a movie theater and tell the staff that somebody is sleeping in the movie theater <laughs> and just snoring like crazy. Oh, that's and start then they go, stuff. "Okay, I need you to walk in and show me who." And you have to walk up and point at the fucking person. Yeah. There's nothing more uncomfortable than that. And then the guy pulls out a gun and now we're all famous on the news. Or now you're scared that because he got kicked out and he knows it's you that you're going to get mugged when you walk out of that movie theater. Yeah. That's not... I would... I've said this before. I would gladly pay $5 more for my movie theater ticket if I knew there's going to be an usher in that theater. And if someone is on their phone and that bright, bright ass screen mm-hmm. is there, and the usher just comes up and goes, "Hey, you gotta turn that off, or, or we're kicking you out." Like, yeah, I would gladly yeah. pay for a better experience. You should get a grabber, grab the cell phone <laughs> right out of their hands, put it in a trash can, Done. and then fling it, and then they pull out a gun and they say, "I'm the Joker, <laughs> bitch!" And then it turns into a, you know that that story of the the guy who said he was the Joker and shot at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? I didn't know this. He never claimed to be the Joker. That was just something that was misreported, but then and it then spread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why, like, when I said that guy who said he was a Joker, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like green hair or no, what was it? Blue hair? Mm-hmm. Uh, but horror films. <laughs> <laughs> to get back on topic here. Real life um, is just as bad, guys. <laughs> any subgenre of horror that really speaks to you? Um, I love the comedy horror hybrid. Like uh, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Mm -hmm. But I also think, I think that there is a connection between the two. Like if you watch something 
in a movie that scares the audience and the audience all screams at the same time, the next thing you hear is this laughter. And it's, it's like it's a release. And the Jordan Peele, you know, he did Key and Peele, mm-hmm. a, a great sketch comedy show. He started making horror films and yeah, everyone is shocked that they're so good. But I think, I think there's a connection between natural comedic timing and the timing of a scare. Like when you're, when you're doing comedy, it's hard to tell people, wait this long and then say this line. They have to feel that timing. It's eliciting a response out of someone. Right. Oh, yeah. But I, I think that when you mix horror with comedy, and, and Human is, is a horror, the, a horror uh, zombie book, but it's also funny. Like, and that's, that's my big, my big thing is I want it to be funny uh, because just sheer terror for the sake of terror is just going to be anxiety for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those movies have their own space and that's fine. But what do you think about movies where it's more or less being a parody on the horror genre, like scary movie? Oh, yeah, that's great. That's, but I mean, that's, that's also, that is a parody movie. Like you, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, that's all comedy horror at the same time. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, in um, Evil Dead or Army of Darkness or uh, a great one, Dead Alive, if you haven't seen it. I have not. Dead Alive is Peter Jackson uh, when it was a New Zealand film. And the, the long and short of it is this guy is a mama's boy. He does everything for his mom. Um, she abuses him by how controlling she is. Uh, she gets bit by a rat monkey at the zoo. And this rat monkey is known to basically cause like a, a form of zombieism. Um, well, she gets turned into this monster. Everyone she attacks also gets turned into this monster. And this guy is still just trying to take care of his mom. But it's Peter Jackson. And the gore that he uses is specifically for comedic effect. Like at one point, there's a party where these monsters get out and start attacking everyone at the party. So everyone at the party turns into one of these monsters. And uh, the the main character pulls out a lawnmower, cranks it up, and then holds it up in the air and is spraying so much blood everywhere that at one point he's trying to run away and his feet are just moving like a cartoon because he's slipping on the floor. So the only way he can go is from jumping to body part to body part because that's the only solid substance on the ground. No, my God. It is, I would recommend that movie, Dead Alive, uh, hysterical, fantastic. Ash and Dale, Tucker and Dale. Thank you. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's another really good one. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah. And that's, they did a brilliant thing with that is, it was another take on the genre altogether. Mm -hmm. You know, the genre of these mountain people who kill the college kids mm-hmm. and the now Texas you see Chainsaw massacre yeah where you see oh this is just a misunderstanding yeah these are just some hicks who don't know what they're doing and some college kids overthinking everything yeah and they're they're actually supposed to be making a sequel to that as well yeah um you mentioned texas chainsaw massacre so there's a you know every few years a movie comes out that says based on true events mm-hmm. and texas chainsaw massacre they said the same thing but it's not really None of that happened. I think adding that sentence, for me, makes something ten times scarier just automatically. Well, and you know that's why they did it. Yeah. yeah. 
they so there was um oh they the they were called the and i want to say this is around the the 1800s the bloody benders the bloody benders was the name of this quote-unquote family um that would take in people who were traveling across country and they would murder and rob them they weren't actually a family they were just a group of psychopaths who found each other and became psychopath best friends yeah well but what one of the things that they did is they had a fake wall in the dining room so when people were eating the wall would open up someone would come up behind them and club them in the back of the head so you kind of get that a little bit in texas chainsaw massacre with the sliding door it's not a hidden door it's just but it's a sliding door um but that that family again not a real family they killed i think it was a senator's brother who was traveling across country and the senator basically called someone from the military like a general or something and said hey can you find out what happened to my brother so this guy goes there almost gets killed himself but discovers hey these people are lunatics and the family just dispersed and they're gone like they were never caught never apprehended like that's a terrifying story to move into your neighborhoods mm-hmm. what and you don't know mm-hmm. like you, that's what's scary about that aspect of it or the uh, have you heard of the Ken and Barbie killers? Have not no. A couple who this was in Canada, couple who were attractive couple and they killed uh, young women like raped and murdered, and then when they were eventually caught, the the wife claimed that the husband threatened to kill her if she didn't do all these horrible things, so she got an immunity. And then during the trial, they find these videos and discover. She was a much more active participant than she led on. Mm-hmm. But she didn't serve very long in prison at all. She's out. She's remarried, changed her name. But like she's out there. Like the fact that there are people like that. Th- those are the, the horror films that really kind of mess with me so, are the ones where this could happen. There is some statistics on stuff like that, too. So there's there was some show on Netflix where it was like 100 people and they just put them through a bunch of random tests. And one of them was like a trial where they would show what the person looked like and then do the, you know, list the the crime they did. And they're like, all right, you know, how long should we punish them? And then they do the same thing with a different group of people who don't see the picture. Right. Um, and, or it was, it was the, it was a picture of someone who looked sketchy versus a picture of someone who was like nice and clean cut. Yeah. And they gave them different sentences based on that alone. Yeah. So the whole like Barbie doll effect, like that, yeah. everything like that plays Women in. Women do mm-hmm. generally get lighter sentences. Yeah. We take pity on us. Well, that's something about, uh, so psychopaths or antisocial personality disorder, like the thing that, that is sociopaths and psychopaths, the people without a moral compass. Yeah. They, they make up 1% of the population. Mm-hmm. And it's predominantly men. And this is why I, I think this is an amazing caveat that everything that I've read on the subject said, we think it's mostly men. Women could possibly just be better at hiding it, which is more than likely true. Women are great at hiding emotion sometimes. We, we, we also wear it on our sleeve, but you know. Yeah. Uh, unless, unless it's the end of Gremlins and then you cry like a yeah, baby. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do you have a like a a go to horror film like when someone's like I want to watch something scary? Uh, easily the thing for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's kind of the movie I recommend everybody watch. And that's kind of like a sci-fi horror, mm-hmm. which a, is a, a genre all on its own. For sure, and it also delves into body horror. Yep. Just the discontortion of people. And, Cronenberging. Mm-hmm. And just the, the special, not special, practical effects that they use in that. Yeah. Also a cheap movie to make. Yeah. The the um the thing is is like one of those movies too where you also have this isolation element. It's very claustrophobic too. Where do you go? You can't you can't get away. Mm-hmm. And that a great point in in horror films. You know we have to go down into the basement. Why? Yeah. No, just get the fuck outside. Yeah. yeah. Why? <laughs> Why run into this cabin in the woods? Just go back in your car and like right. GTFO. But like I the the really good horror like going back to the. Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead movie, they needed the the book to uh, to stop the horror that was happening, mm-hmm. but the book got thrown down into the basement with one of the deadites. Yeah. So then there's this this reason of we don't want to go down there. We have to go down mm-hmm. there, and it's like I hate when movies don't give you the excuse. They're like, ah, what's that sound? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go check it out. No, and then let's, let's in the leave. Head. <laughs> Um, there are so many moments like that. Are, are either of you like believe in the paranormal at all, or uh, yes and no? I don't until I see something and I go. I've, it definitely I've, exists. I've seen yeah. some things and I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like I, I don't believe in any of it. But that being said, I love ghost stories and I love scary like campfire stories. Um. But I, I worked at this building, and they, we were all closing up one night, and they were like, oh, yeah, this part of the building over here is haunted. If you turn out all of the lights and go over there, you will experience something for sure. And I said, turn out all of the lights, I'm going over there. Mind you, that's how like I'm going to get killed by like a crackhead yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, we. My friends and I talked about doing like, a, um, like one of those ghost hunter type shows. Mm-hmm. But the whole point is, like, if it was the three of us, they were like, okay, this is what happened in this building. We're here to debunk that it's haunted. Mm -hmm. But the idea is you and I would go off on our own and force her to be all by herself. I did not agree to this. that's what would make the show funny. People watching you get scared. Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, one of us just dresses in, like, a cultist outfit with a glow stick, just starts (laughs) walking down the hall towards her. Throws rocks into the corners of the rooms that she's I'm, in. I'm screaming like a fucking child. And our ratings go through the roof. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, do you have anything that you think makes like a, a good horror film a good horror film? Uh, a, a real sense of tension. That there's got to be some reason why the characters have to deal with the threat. Like you mentioned with the book in the basement. Yeah. Right? Not necessarily... A, them having to be isolated right yeah there's got to be some kind of maybe it be a supernatural force or a monster some device to keep us engaged right because i hate it when horror movies kind of just dawdle on for a while and it's like oh what's the threat again oh yeah yeah, they're big dude with a knife is three houses down what are we gonna do you're just trying to fill time Mm -hmm. um i i think like uh poltergeist is a great example of this. If there is really some sort of paranormal entity in your house, you're not going to beat it. 
Like you can't. You're not going to win. There's no like. Not everyone's got crucifix. Yeah, I mean, we can't just say a spell. Some iron, you know. The they their house literally implodes, and they're like, "Well, let's leave." I I think the good horror films, or not all good horror films, but I what I think makes a good horror film is that you're dealing with something that we can't possibly comprehend. How are you going to defeat it? It's not about defeating it. It's about escaping it. Even just surviving, right? Did you see uh, the movie Oculus? No. Um, Karen Gillian, who was... um, She was in Doctor Who. Uh, She was Amelia Pond. And she was in the Marvel movies as um, Gamora's sister. Oh, the blue chick? Yeah. That's her name, Blue Chick. Yeah. Um, God, it'll come to me. But uh, probably sound like Nebula. Or something. Ne- Nebula. Nebula sounds right. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's in it, and it's one of those things where there's a mirror that is mm-hmm. haunted, and what what is so great is the premise of the movie is yeah, this mirror. Everyone who's been around this mirror has died a horrific death. And someone in her family at the beginning of the movie dies a horrific death due to this mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, her brother is in- institutionalized. And now that he's of like legal age, she can get him out of the institution. And her plan is, we're going to destroy this mirror. Okay. And it's a supernatural... It, it's not the ghost of a person. Mm-hmm. This is not... It's, not, it's like uh, the movie 1408. It's this building is haunted. This room is haunted. Mm-hmm. And... What they do in the final act of that movie is just a total mindfuck because it, no matter what they do, they're kind of screwed. And it's, there are all of these moments where you think, just get out of the house. Don't try to kill the mirror. Don't just, just move and never come back. But that's, I went and saw that with an ex and I remember thinking, she's cool with horror films. Like, I know we've watched horror films together. That final act goes so bonkers and crazy. I looked over at her one point because she was like shaking. And so it was like that out of the corner of my eye to see her hands moving. And I turn, I look, she is in tears. She won't look at the screen. She has her hands like horse blinders and her whole body is convulsing. And I'm thinking, I don't want to leave this theater right now. So I say, are you okay? Do we need to go? And she's like, no, no, no. I just can't, I can't look at the screen. But she was bawling her eyes out. And again, another movie, another good movie to recommend. So after saying that, I don't know that that's a good movie to recommend for me. I freaked out when you said mirror. (laughs) The, uh, let's see if it's streaming anywhere that you can watch it for free. So you mentioned the mirror being haunted. That, that kind of put me in a space here for a subgenre of horror that is technology based. Oh yeah. Where you have like the ring where it was the VHS tape that would put on that ring on the TV. Or there was a movie that came out recently where it was a kid who had autism who had like an iPad that had a companion app with him. Right. And he <clears throat> downloaded some app that basically summoned a demon into the world and he could see it through the um, camera lens of the iPad. So, oh. you have to be 21 to drink, but to summon a demon and get a Ouija board, you just have to be eight. 
Yeah. So you can just download an app yeah. and summon a demon. It's no biggie. But where they incorporate the latest aspect of technology and kind of scare you with that, I right. find to be an interesting space. Like, that's, they, and they that's need to something... make an Amazon drone horror movie. <clears throat> but, but if you think about it, like, a lot of horror movies do that. When there's something new, like nuclear power. Mm-hmm. When nuclear power was was new and frightening, you had all of these movies like Godzilla, you know, that he was created by radioactivity. Or you have all of these, you know, giant spider movies where a nuclear testing site, uh, you know, the the radiation penetrated the ground mm-hmm. and now these giant monsters are emerging. Um, and they do that with with uh, with horror films as well. Like, like you said, like the there's that one where the uh, the app tells you when you're going to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, death was it Death Clock. You're looking to the wrong person. I downloaded the app. Something like that. Of course you did. Uh, Countdown? Uh, Yeah, Countdown. Or even just the invasion stereotype room when we had the Red Scare. I have 24 years and 118 days left according to the Countdown app. I am not going to delete this app from my phone. I tell you what, you got a while left. Yeah, I mean... 24 years is a good bit. But like, I know people who downloaded the app because they, they released it with the movie coming out mm-hmm. and they were like three months <laughs> <laughs> oh no um yeah tech technology is huge in in horror films because that's something that the people are afraid of in general people are afraid of change well people are afraid of the toaster taking over you know have you seen the toaster with the touchscreen they have a toaster with a touchscreen it not can, only can does I it control how burnt my yes, toast is oh. you can select the the color that you want your toast to be it is out. It's like three hundred dollars or something. But I kind of want it. Yeah, hun. Can we get a new toaster? Hold on. Um, side thought here. The, the toaster made me think of a horror movie that I saw on, on uh, Amazon Prime, like um, Killer oh, Sofa. Oh yeah. Ugh. Like the, the, that whole line of, I, I, of shitty scary. I, I movies. love <laughs> B movie horror films. Like that shot of the chair, the chair looking out the window was. <laughs> unbelievably hysterical or like the fucking tire rolling down the hill that kills people <laughs> that what was the uh, i saw another one about killer pants um killers killer pants there's a whole like I, I know there's one where like a girl's vagina eats people yeah teeth teeth this is a good movie though I, mean, <laughs> I, I watched the first five minutes and we turned it off <laughs> slacks is the name of the movie slacks with two x's <laughs> and it's a a pair of jeans get like so blood like, on them the in the system pants, except it's <laughs> but yeah you put on these pants they squeeze your body and you'll die and and Skinny then jeans. Oh, but it's again if you know you're making a, a bad movie yeah. i love it uh-huh. if it's like the room like poultry geist yeah yeah or or like you said velocipasture mm-hmm. um oh. like yeah if you know you're doing it and it's tongue-in-cheek it's great but if you just make a bad movie it's there's nothing good about that no I used to love getting, like, I would go buy them, like, the, the $5 bin at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I would look for those really shitty horror films, and I would watch those. I have a subscription to Shudder right now, uh, and it's, like, 6 bucks a month, but it's the horror movie channel. There's so much garbage on there, but even that, even that garbage I'll still like to watch because I'll find some redeeming qualities to it. But then there's some where I'm like, oh, this is just a shitty movie. Yeah, like I was at Walmart um, Christmas shopping this year, or I guess last year now, <clears> and I found a movie called Dinosaur Hotel. Ooh. 3 
absolutely slam jam kind of movie. Give it to my sister. Is it a horror? Yeah, it, it's just it's a, a shitty, shitty dinosaur, dinosaur movie. movie. It's oh. not necessarily horror, but fits what was in the... that other shitty dinosaur movie we bought at Dino Land? Uh, Ten Million BC. Oh, it, it was, uh, we bought it for it a dollar. So bad. Yeah. So uh, it was technically it was, a horror movie, though. It's like like Sharknado bad. Like they're all. Oh no no! It's worse you, than Sharknado bad. Where do Shark- you draw the line that something is now horror? Because I feel like the that's kind of times a, I scream. I feel like, like we'll people play. called Jurassic Park a horror movie. Yeah, but now yeah, I wouldn't. I, I mean, you're not wrong. But but I mean, some people say like mm-hmm. like that certain movies like Jurassic Park is or it, like Jaws. Or, yeah, Jaws and, and uh, Jaws Godzilla. Jaws scared the shit out of people. Yeah. But also, you know how society changes, mm-hmm. where there there were movies like um, back in the the black and white movie days, where like Frankenstein they would claim that people would lose their their mind because it was so terrifying. Mm-hmm. And you watch it now, and you're like, "What is this bullshit? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not scary." But right. that was um, like there were back before like the rating system. Movies were movie theaters were generally a the whole family goes. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, like uh, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead was so graphic and gory that they ended up saying, oh, we should not advise children to see this. And then you get into the whole, like, 70s, like, uh, you're, just let's see some titties and you, you cut people up. You brought up a movie um, before <laughs> we started recording. Um, it was found footage. That- oh, Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. That fucking movie. I walk away for two seconds and you guys are talking about cannibals. Cannibal Holocaust Banned is... in several countries. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah. So someone gave it to me for my birthday one year. And I was like, I was at work and we always watched horror films like in a, because it was like an entertainment space. We always watched horror films in there. We're watching that movie and I went, I should not be watching this at work. It is just beyond fucked up. Do you know the story behind it? I know nothing about this. So it was, I think it was 1980. Um, This Italian filmmaker wanted to make a movie that was scary. Now, here's what, like, hadn't really been done before. He made it, it was a found footage movie. Like, this invented the genre of the found footage movie. And the story was these... uh, he, oh, and when he was casting it, he said, I don't want any sort of names. I want people to believe that this is real. Mm-hmm. So he went to NYU, grabbed some theater students. And the story was there was a camera crew who went out, uh, found some natives in South America somewhere. I think it was South America. Uh, and they get murdered and eaten by these they never they never show up no one ever finds that footage so these people from new york say my brother was part of an expedition i want to go find out what happened to him so they go down there with their own camera crew Mm -hmm. and they encounter these same cannibals as well so that seems kind of -of run-of-the-mill nothing too exceptional so the reason the movie got the the director went to prison is they they murdered some animals to make it and i remember the first the first animal that i think you see them kill is a turtle where he slits the turtle's neck and when you see it you're like oh that that was not a visual effect you can tell right away Mm -hmm. and then there's the monkey where they put like a a blade on the top of this monkey's head 
and you see his little hands grab at the blade and they cut the top of his head off. And it's very obvious that this is not a special effect. Mm -hmm. And right away, that's when I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that was upsetting. And then there are some rapes that happen. Um, it, I mean, it is, it's horrific. But what happened is he told the actors, cause all of the actors die, which is why it's found footage. Um, he tells the actors when they finish filming, okay, go away for a few months. Like, I don't want people to know that you're real. The movie gets released. I think initially it's, it's in Italy. Immediately it's pulled out of the theaters and a judge pulls the director in and says, one, I know you killed these animals. And two, we can't find these actors. We think you murdered these people. Mm-hmm. So he's calling these people going, Hey, be alive now. Mm-hmm. Be alive. It did get banned for a while in the US. Um, it got banned in a lot of countries, but it ended up kind of picking up momentum through word of mouth of people going, you have to see this horror show. It's kind of the boogeyman at this point. It, it is. And it, it's like, I was about to say, I don't really want to recommend people go watch it I because know, you don't I'm, need to. No, I'm good. <laughs> but in a weird way, you have to appreciate what they created. While it was tasteless, it was a very unique vision. Right. I feel like that's low-key starting to appreciate the concept of a snuff film. Yeah, I mean, not the idea of if a snuff film was faked, then yeah, I'm all on board. Yeah, but I'm talking like legit. I don't think I've ever seen an actual snuff film. Um, I don't think, like I've seen a lot of (laughs) fake ones. Uh Uh, No, there was something when I was growing up called Faces of Death that was like a, it was supposed to be the taboo, like this is people dying, but it was like they were actually fake. But, like, with Cannibal Holocaust, they invented an entire new genre of movie. What they did was shitty. Like, what they did was horrible. But the idea of the style is the thing that you have to say, nobody else thought of doing that. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, we had Blair Witch Project, another Central Florida film. Uh, It was UCF students. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what they did that was brilliant with that? Is and those those directors actually would mention Cannibal Holocaust after the fact of that being the inspiration, the found footage. Um, but what what they did with uh, Blair Witch, the marketing. I don't know. Were you guys old enough even when Blair Witch came out? I was one year old when that came out. Holy moly! <laughs> I've got to go. My. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's past your bedtime. I, yeah, I gotta go take my teeth out. You forgot to dial up your internet. Um, the uh, what their their marketing behind that was that this is real. It's like based on true events. Mm-hmm. But they had websites developed that were basically about the Blair Witch, not the movie, about the legend. Mm-hmm. And so when you started Developing looking up your research, own folklore that's cool. They yeah. did. Mm-hmm. And when so when you start trying to do research on it, all you're finding are Oh yeah, this has been around for a while. This is mm-hmm. new. This is or this isn't new. This is a real thing. Yeah. This has to be real. We don't know who these actors are. They're not actors. These are people who are mysterious and dead. Mm-hmm. The rumor mill behind that movie. And then and this, this is where it was kind of ruined for me. Uh I I was working in a dinner theater here in town. 
and um, I was watching one of the uh, the true story of the Blair Witch sort of um, documentaries. So I'm, it's all about the legend and about the the mystery behind the, these woods. And I'm watching it, and then they interview this guy, and I go, "Oh, it's Bob." <laughs> <laughs> I work with him. And then another friend of mine uh, was almost cast as one of the characters. Like he made it down to like the final. It, it was between him and one other guy. And I was like, oh, shit, this is all fake. Um, God damn it. People didn't die. But, but what a great job of putting that question out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of the actors really came out until after the movie had really kind of that initial wave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we've seen any of them since. I doubt it. You didn't see Bob ever again? No, I saw Bob. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the uh, sequels again, going back to that, they made a movie for super cheap. It was college mm-hmm. students who made it. It made a shit ton of money. And they had to pump out some sequels. And there was Blair Witch 2. Um, Curse of the Blair Witch. I, is there a TV series? I know there's a, a VR game. A Blair Witch VR game. Fucking VR games, man. That's that's a whole other I, subspace that I would hate to I get into. I struggle enough with not VR scary games. There's, I would not be able to handle VR. I think I would actually have a heart attack. Oh, no, we'd break our TV. For sure. I'd break more than the TV. That's why you clear out a space. And like, so back when I had a roommate, <clears throat> it was when I got my first VR system. And I remember playing like, I was like, I'm only going to play these horror games when I know I'm the only one home because I don't want my roommate to be a dick and mm-hmm. like just grab you. Yeah. Scare the shit out of me. Literally, probably. <laughs> uh, but I, there was a, an exorcist VR game oh, God. and you're a detective trying to solve these crimes and you're in this church and there's this crime scene. And I remember there being a scene where I walked down a hall to, it's always a hall. Uh, I walked down a hall and go into this office but before you go into the office, there's an angel statue right in front of you. Oh, this is this is fucking Doctor Who. Uh, like a weeping angel. Weeping angel bullshit. Well, no, you, so you go into the office, you do your stuff, and then you leave the office. The angel is on your left, mm-hmm. up against the wall. Mm-hmm. You turn back to your right, go down the hallway, and then you just hear this voice behind you go, Turn around, the fucking statue is right in front of you. And I remember... I don't do jumps like jump scares don't normally get me I'm one of those lunatics that walks through a haunted house like at Halloween Horror Nights and nothing phases me I went through fucking Ghostbusters haunted house I was terrified (laughs) (laughs) I I made such a sound when I turned around and saw that angel and I I just I just my arms flailed and I did the (laughs) (laughs) alright we're gonna have to wrap up here soon so right Todd Yes. Top three horror movie recommendations can be something crazy, a normal movie, and a classic. All right. So I would say The Changeling for sure. Uh, I love that movie. Um, Something crazy? I think something crazy. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Man, I, I I said crazy, and I was thinking you you were gonna still go with something pretty normal here. But oh no, that's pretty. That's a crazy movie. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I'm going to yeah. have to turn that on after this. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, it's it, a whole theme. It, is it actually a musical? Or? Yeah. No, no, no. But they made a cartoon based on it. 
A veggie um, tail. Sweeney Todd. Uh, and then uh, one that I think, I mean, I think the changeling is probably obscure that a lot of people wouldn't know that. But it, but as far as like a mainstream horror film, I would say, oh, you know, here here's a recommendation. Um, there was a movie that came out during the pandemic called Host. And it the entire thing takes place on a video chat. Of friends doing oh, a seance okay. on a I video know which chat. One you're talking about. Oh. And yeah, I saw trailers for that. I thought it was going to be garbage because I a friend of mine who makes films for a living, I called him up like right around like the first few months of the pandemic and when everyone was doing the um the streaming like meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, Hey, you know what we should do is we should do like a Zoom horror film. I think we can do something like that. And he said, I think there's one that's in production already. And then, sure enough, like a few weeks later, mm-hmm. it came out. Man, they just churned that thing out. It, they, well, they did, but I mean, it was literally what else recorded. Are they do? It was recorded on their computers, mm-hmm. so it's not like they needed a studio or anything. All yeah. they had to do was screen capture. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I watched it, thinking it was going to be this garbage movie, and I was like, "Ah, we could do it better. We could do it better." And I, when I finished the movie, I went, "They actually did a really good job. They did a good job." My but, turn. I want to recommend something. Go ahead and recommend. Apparently. What is it? The Grimm brothers? Brothers Grimm? The, the fucking horse is going to eat that kid. <laughs> I got to see that scene now. Brothers Grimm is your recommendation? I, I guess so. All right. Still haunts me to this fucking day. The Brothers Grimm. I, I will recommend uh, three movies. All right. The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, specifically that one. Classic. Absolutely fantastic movie. Uh, a newer movie, um, The Ritual. I don't think I've seen that one. It is a movie about uh, four dudes. I have seen that one. one oh, their, okay, that one, describes one, it enough. Yeah, that is. Where they're mountain climbing. Yeah, yep. one of them busts their ankle, and uh, suddenly you're being hunted by one of the child of Loki. Yeah, super cool movie. <laughs> and then uh, final movie I'll recommend uh, Alien, just because I've already talked enough about the thing. Oh, oh yeah, I was like I was waiting for the thing. Yeah, Alien, space horror, man. Mm-hmm. That's. Dead Space, if you like the the games. Nope. I mean, well, that was 1979, I think. Yeah, 79. So, I mean, you didn't really see any space horror before then, because, what, Star Wars came out in 77? But that wasn't even horror. Yeah, Star Wars well, I'm just not. saying, just in terms yeah. of, like, space stuff, you didn't see much. Yeah, like, there was sci-fi, like, like uh, Buck Rogers and... And, uh, not Buck Rogers, what am I thinking of? Like, Flash. Uh, Flash, Flash Gordon. Gordon. Like, the old black and white ones. Yeah. But, yeah, that was... That was a game changer. Yeah, and talk about monster design there. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful stuff. But already, um, I'm going to go ahead and start wrapping it up here. Jen, where can you find both you and I? So you can find both Zach and myself at uh, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Spotify at Nerd Culture is Dead. And Todd, where can I hear you scream? Uh, you can hear me scream if you are in the Central Florida area. Uh, <laughs> go to a movie theater, turn on your phone. Uh, no, you can find uh, me on at toddferrin.com, T-O-D-D-F-E-R-E-N.com. I have books, uh, links to my books on Amazon there. I have a new book coming out in a couple weeks, uh, which is a multiverse adventure. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Alrighty, guys. Well, thanks for listening in, and just make sure you don't look behind you. I will not be behind you. Bye. 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 Bye.